Hello, this is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from my Spiritual Psychology Masterclass. This is an online webinar classroom where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Enjoy what you listen to, and I'll check in with you again when you're done. I'm grateful that I am still doing my therapeutic work as we do this because I get to have the raw experience of being with people with the, their blood and guts phase of their lives. And um, I get to see how things apply. So we're going to see some pretty cool applications of some principles today. Before we dive into the scriptural part, I'm assuming everyone has their, their DPAR ready to go. Now, I want to add a little piece, uh, DPAR, Discover, Plan, Act, Reflect, from President Nielsen and his team. Now, I want to talk about the very top of this. I just added a little thing here that I was realizing I've assumed that everyone does. So I put two things here, question slash stewardship. As I've been interviewing people on uh, as a therapist, it didn't occur to me that most of us have been trained to start the day or any blank space of time with a question, but it's so normal or natural or fluid to just pick up whatever question comes to mind and pursue it. Something happened in the 80s, early 80s, a parenting philosophy was introduced that had some good elements to it, but there's some short circuit elements to it as well where mothers were trained, and fathers for that matter, to ask their kids, what do you want to do today? What classes do you want to take? Which shirt do you want to wear? What do you want for breakfast? Those of you who've been around and parented through that phase, and it still continues, which was to help kids learn to make decisions and um, follow through on them. Unfortunately, there's been a negative side effect to that, partially due to the limitations of the English language and our vocabulary with the word want. You see, what has happened in many cases is I'm dealing with people who now make what I call preference-based decision-making processes. So the word want has been interpreted as, which do you prefer? Do you prefer to take an English class or do you prefer to take a math class? Which of the shirts do you prefer? Which movie do you prefer to watch? What do you prefer to eat? The problem with this, and we're seeing it in our adults, is as they're beginning their day, their question they're asking themselves is a preference-based question instead of a responsibility-based question. Now, those of you who are old people like myself, we were never asked what we wanted for breakfast. Remember, those of you who are old like me, your parents never said, what would you like for breakfast? No one ever asked me what classes I wanted to take in school. No one asked me if I preferred to do this chore or that chore on Saturday morning. Remember old people that were just told, this is what you're doing. This is what needs to be done. My father's question was not, what do you prefer? It's what needs to be done. So after several years of exploring um, a, the healthiest questions, oh, and by the way, I tell this story sometime. I was 
uh, already engaged late, late teens, early 20s with my fascination with human psychology and the pursuit of happiness. And um, I was listening to a conference, a general conference. I was on the edge of my seat and President Thomas Monson, who is not the prophet yet, started his talk with the key to happiness. And you know how Monson teaches, he waits seven minutes before he finishes his sentence. Well, for a teenager, it felt like seven minutes. And I'm on the edge of my seat and I'm waiting for him. I think he repeated himself. The key to happiness. And then he says, is to do your duty. So I threw my notebook on the floor and said, that's the dumbest thing ever and walked away. I'm all, who does this guy think he is? All right. Now, I've had to run it through the Yerman Thummim a few times for it to make sense to me, but what I've discovered over the last 30 years is the key to happiness is to gain an awareness of your stewardships and ask the question, what can I do to fulfill my stewardships? What wisdom do I need? What action do I need? What are my stewardships? Including, I have a stewardship for my talents. I have a stewardship for my skills. And I need to fulfill them. I'm building up to our topic today, line upon line. So you'll see how this all connects in a second. When I'm doing a lot of my therapeutic work, I, I often hear people throw questions at me in desperation. Why does she keep bringing up the past? What is wrong with this child? Why do I keep doing stupid stuff? Why don't people understand me? When I was in my early years and I was hearing these questions and some of them were coming from myself, it was quite a shocking idea to consider that I am asking the right question. I'm just asking it with the wrong tone. I'll do this with my clients, with a, with a man. He'll say, why does my wife keep bringing up the past? And I'll let the steam or the energy behind the question float for a second. What if we pondered that question instead of panicking? What is going on for her? What is happening inside of her mind? What is she feeling? For those of you who have um, studied some of my material, including the Like Dragons Did They Fight book, when I was a youth, my question was, why do I keep doing stupid things? So instead of just asking the question in a panic, I decided to ask the question in a ponder. Why do I keep doing stupid things? Why do other people keep doing stupid things? And so as we begin today's lesson, I want you to notice questions that pop into your head in a state of desperation. What is wrong with my daughter? Okay, why do these people not listen to me? Think of your questions that are often asked in desperation and switch them to questions in a state of pondering and then put it at the top of your DPAR. Write your question. So when I started doing the, all the background behind the Like Dragons Did They Fight book and the Sons of Healing program, et cetera, et cetera, the question was, why do young men behave contrary to their value system? Now, ladies, if you haven't noticed, most of my work uh, took forever to start applying to women because it never occurred to me that women behave against their value system. I thought that was just a guy thing. Okay. As far as I could tell women, they just go, I have good values. I live up to my values. I have good values. I live up to my values. I'm all okay. There's no, no work to be done there. You guys are already perfect. So I just thought I could work on men for my whole life and I would stay busy as a therapist, which actually is true. But 
we do leave room for things for women to work on because apparently sometimes you don't live up to your values. Like, is it bad when I scratch his eyes out with my fingers while he's asleep? I just don't, not sure if that's a bad thing. Okay. So as you think of, as you're doing a DPAR, think of your stewardships, your responsibilities, and your questions. Now, I'm going to prophesy for a second. I predict that some of your questions you're not going to know the answers to. Yeah? How was that? Was that shocking? Did I like, was that, is anyone stunned by that one? You're going to find yourself doing um, James chapter one, verse uh, five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. I was preparing. Um, I've been asked to teach elders quorum this coming Sunday on President Nielsen's talk from this recent conference about faith and growing faith. And he put on the table the concept of moving mountains. And he talks about not mountains out uh, in, your, in, in your neighborhood, but mountains of frustration, mountains of pain, mountains of difficulty. May I propose that your questions are mountains, that your concerns are mountains. Understanding why good people break their values is a mountain of a question. Trying to figure out why my wife keeps bringing up the past is a mountain of a question. Some of you who have difficult circumstances in your lives have mountains of questions. Hello, Maurice Harker here again. You've just finished listening to a clip from the Spiritual Psychology Masterclass, where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Please continue listening to the other podcast episodes where you will have access to many, many more principles. But when you're ready for a big, thick chunk of this educational material, please uh, follow the link that's attached to the text connected to this podcast, and you will be given instructions on how to register for the class where you can spend an hour each week sitting with me and learning how to harvest psychology from the words of the prophets. I look forward to seeing you then.